For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. In this episode, we're diving right back in to the order by Judge Sweet denying Glenn Maxwell her summary judgment that she was trying to get against Virginia Roberts. 50. Roberts drafted a 144-page, purportedly autobiographical book, Manuscript, in 2011, which she actively sought to publish. In 2011, contemporaneous with her Churcher interviews, Roberts drafted a book manuscript, which purported to document Roberts' experiences as a teenager in Florida, including her interactions with Epstein and Maxwell. Roberts communicated with literary agents, ghostwriters, and potential independent publishers in an effort to get her book published. She generated marketing materials and circulated those along with book chapters to numerous individuals associated with publishing and the media. Roberts has denied the statement in part and admitted it in part, stating that she received a victim notification letter from the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida, regarding her sexual victimization by Epstein, that in 2011 she sought psychological counseling from a psychologist for the trauma she endured, and that also that year Churcher sought her out and interviewed her. Roberts was interviewed by the FBI in 2011. Roberts has noted that she began to draft a fictionalized account of what happened to her as an act of empowerment and as a way of reframing and taking control over the narrative of her past abuse that haunts her and while she explored trying to publish her story to empower other individuals who were subject to abuse, she ultimately decided not to publish it. 51. The CVRA joined her motion filed by Roberts generated a media maelstrom and spawned highly publicized litigation between Robert's lawyers Bradley Edwards and Paul Cassell and Dershowitz. After Roberts publicly accused Dershowitz of sexual misconduct, Dershowitz vigorously defended himself in the media. He called Roberts a liar and accused her lawyers of unethical conduct. In response, Edwards and Cassell sued Dershowitz, who counterclaimed. This litigation, in turn, caused additional media attention by national and international media organizations. Roberts has denied the statement as set forth in Statement 7. 52. Roberts formed nonprofit Victims Refuse Silence to attract publicity and speak out on a public controversy. In 2014, Roberts, with the assistance of the same council, formed a nonprofit organization, Victims Refuse Silence. According to Roberts, the purpose of the organization is to promote Roberts' professed cause against sex slavery. The stated goal of her organization is to help survivors surmount the shame, silence, and intimidation typically experienced by victims of sexual abuse. 
Roberts attempts to promote victims' refuse silence at every opportunity. For example, Roberts participated in an interview in New York with ABC to promote the charity and to get her mission out to the public. Roberts has denied that she formed the nonprofit Victims Refuse Silence to speak out on a public controversy and noted she sought to help survivors of sexual abuse and sexual trafficking and in order to provide assistance to victims, she attempted to talk about the nonprofit's mission when she had the opportunity to do so. 3. The Applicable Standard Summary judgment is appropriate only when there is no genuine issue as to any material fact and the moving party is entitled to a judgment as a matter of law. Fed.r.civ, P66. The substantive law will identify which facts are material. Anderson v. Liberty Lobby Incorporated, 477 U.S., 242, 248, 1986. A dispute is genuine if the evidence is such that a reasonable jury could return a verdict for the non-moving party. The relevant inquiry on application for summary judgment is whether the evidence presents a sufficient disagreement to requirement submission to a jury or whether it is so one-sided that one party must prevail as a matter of law. Idea 251 and 52. A court is not charged with weighing the evidence and determining its truth, but with determining whether there is a genuine issue for trial. Westinghouse Electric Corporation versus New York City Transit Authority, 735 FSUPP 1205-1212 SDNY 1990. Quoting Anderson, 477 U.S. at 249, the mere existence of some alleged factual dispute between the parties will not defeat an otherwise properly supported motion for summary judgment. The requirement is that there be no genuine issue of material fact. Anderson, 477 U.S. at 247 and 48. While the moving party bears the initial burden of showing that no genuine issue of material fact exists, Atlanta Mutual Institution versus CSX Lines, LLC, 432, F.3D, 428, 433, Second Circuit, 2005. In cases where the non-moving party bears the burden of persuasion at trial, the burden on the moving party may be discharged by showing that is pointing out to the district court that there is an absence of evidence to support the non-moving party's case. Celotex Corporation versus Catrit 477 U.S. 317, 325, 1986. It is ordinarily sufficient for the movement to point to a lack of evidence on an essential claim of the non-movement's claim. The non-moving party must then come forward with admissible evidence sufficient to raise a genuine issue of fact for trial. Jaramillo v. Weyerhaeuser Corporation, 536 F.3D, 140-145, Second Circuit, 2008. Internal citations omitted. See also Gonega v. March of Dimes Birth Defects Foundation, 51 F.3D, 1418, Second Circuit, 1995. Once the moving party has made a properly supported showing sufficient to suggest the absence of any genuine issue as to a material fact, the non-moving party must come forward with evidence that would be sufficient to support a jury verdict in his favor. Part 4. The motion for summary judgment on republication grounds is denied. Maxwell is moved for summary judgment, dismissing Roberts' complaint on the grounds that Maxwell is not liable for the republication of her press release by the media because as a matter of law, the issuer of a press release is responsible for its publication, the motion is denied. 
In New York, liability for a republication must be based on real authority to influence the final product. Davis versus Costa Gavris, 580, F.SUPP, 1082, 1096, SDNY, 1984. See also Hoffman versus Landers, 146 AD, 2D, 744, 747, New York Appeals Division, 2nd Department, 1989. The one who makes a defamatory statement is not responsible for its recommunication without his authority or request by another over whom he has no control. Where a defendant had no actual part in composing or publishing, he cannot be held liable without disregarding the settled rule of law that no man is bound for the tortious act of another over whom he has not a master power of control. Davis 580 FD. At 1096, internal quotation marks and citations omitted. The New York Court of Appeals summarized New York's republication liability standard in Garachi v. Probst, 938 N.E.2D 917, New York, 2010, stating that one who prints and publishes a libel is not responsible for its voluntary and unjustifiable repetition without his authority or request by others over whom he has no control and who thereby make themselves liable to the person injured and that such repetition cannot be considered in law a necessary, natural, and probable consequence of the original slander or libel. 938 N.E. 2D at 921. Thus, conclusive evidence of lack of actual authority is sufficiently dispositive that the court has no option but to dismiss the case. Davis 580 F.SUPP at 1096. Quoting Rinaldi, Verse Viking Penguin Incorporated, 420, N.E.2.D. 377, 382, New York, 1981. However, New York law assigns liability to individuals for the media's publication of press releases. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. New York appellate courts have held that an individual is liable for the media publishing that individual's defamatory press release. See Levy versus Smith, 132 AD.3D, 961, 962, and 63, New York Appeals Division, 2nd Department, 2015. Generally, one who makes a defamatory statement is not responsible for its recommunication without his authority or request by another over whom he has no control. Here, however, the appellant intended and authorized the republication of the allegedly defamatory content of the press releases in the news articles. See also Restatement Second of Torts. The publication of a libel or slander is a legal cause of any special harm resulting from its repetition by a third party if the repetition was authorized or intended by the original defamer or the repetition was reasonably to be expected. 
The facts is set forth above establish that Maxwell approved the press release. The press release was sent to between 6 and 30 media representatives by Gao as an employee of Acuity Reputation, the public relations firm hired by Maxwell. The initial sentence of the press release, please find attached a quotable statement on behalf of Maxwell, communicates Maxwell's authorization for the media recipients of the press release to publish it. See National 1 Puerto Rican Day Parade Incorporated versus Casa Pubs Incorporated, 79 AD 3D 592 595, NY Appeals Division, 1st Department 2010, affirming the refusal to dismiss defamation counts against a defendant who submitted an open letter that was published in a newspaper and that the defendant paid to have the open letter published, finding that the defendant authorized the newspaper to recommunicate his statements. Maxwell has cited Garachi versus Probst in support of her position, but Garachi is distinguishable from the instant action. In Garachi, the defendant sent a letter to the Board of Fire Commissioners, and more than three years later, a newspaper published the letter. The court held that the defendant was not liable for the belated publication made years later without his knowledge or his participation. 938 NE2D at 919. Here, unlike in Garachi, the press release was not published without her authority or request, but rather with Maxwell's authority and by her express request. Gao's testimony establishes Maxwell's authority and control over the press release. Question, when you sent that email, were you acting pursuant to Ms. Maxwell's retention of your services? Answer, yes I was. Question, the subject line does have FW, which to me indicates it's a forward. Do you know where the rest of this email chain is? Answer, my understanding of it is, it was a holiday in the UK, but Mr. Barton was not necessarily accessible at some point in time, so this had been sent to him originally by Miss Maxwell, and because he was unavailable, she forwarded it to me for immediate action. I therefore responded, okay, Ghislaine, I'll go with this. It's my understanding that this is the agreed statement, because the subject of the second one is urgent, this is the statement, so I take that as an instruction to send it out, as a positive command. This is the statement. Maxwell also cites Davis versus Costa Gavris involving a libel claim against an author who wrote a book about a military coup in Chile, 580FSUPP at 1085. Years after the author published the book, a third-party publishing house republished the book in paperback form and a third-party filmmaker released a movie based on the book. The book author did not actually participate in the republications, though he was aware of the projects. The court held that the author of the book could not be held liable for the republications, explaining that a party who is innocent of all complicity in the publication of a libel cannot be held accountable. 580 F.SUPP at 1094. The court further noted that active participation and implementing the republication resurrects the liability. Likewise, the Karaduman v. Newsday Incorporated 416 NE2D 557 1980, also cited by Maxwell, the court held that reporters of a series of articles on narcotics trade cannot be held personally liable for injuries arising from the subsequent republication in book form, absent of showing that they approved or participated in some other manner in the activities of the third-party republisher. Idea at 559 and 560. However, the court explicitly noted that this result was required because the record was barren of any concrete evidence of the reporter's involvement in the republication of the newspaper series. Idea 540. 
Here there is evidence in the record that Maxwell actively participated in influencing the media to publish the press release, Davis 580, FSUPP at 1094, and approved and sought the publication of the press release, Cara Duman 416, NE2D at 560. Maxwell retained a public relations media specialist. The press release was sent by Maxwell's express request. Gao's testimony about the process leading up to the dissemination of the press release indicates that Maxwell did indeed authorize or intend for the media recipients to publish the statement because there are sufficient facts to demonstrate Maxwell's authority and control over the publication of the press release. Maxwell's liability for the press release's publication survives the motion for summary judgment. Maxwell additionally asserted that subjecting her to liability for republication is particularly unfair because excerpts of the press release rather than the whole statement were published. Defendants reply at 9. Maxwell cites Duran vs. New York Times Company, 75 AD 2D 417, New York Appeals Division, 1st Department, 1980 in which a newspaper paraphrased the defendant's opinion, essentially exercising the opinion from the context in which it was given. No similar altercation, sanitization, hyperbolizing, or paraphrasing of Maxwell's statements has been established here. Nor does the record establish that any statements of Maxwell's were taken out of context, rather they were directly quoted, accurately, and unchanged. The publication of Maxwell's statement that Robert's claims are obvious lies does not distort or misrepresent the message Maxwell intended to convey to the public with the press release. Because the purpose of the issuance of the press release was publication, Maxwell is liable for its content and the motion for summary judgment on the grounds of non-liability for republication is denied. Alright folks, we're going to wrap up right here and in the next episode we're going to pick up where we left off. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.